Welcome to Critical Ditto, a Pokemon role-playing podcast, being recorded in four separate bedrooms. Are they our own bedrooms? I'm not telling. Technically, mine isn't my own bedroom, so... I've broken in! My name is Stuart, and I will be running the game. I am Ali, and I am playing Kenny Mullet, the hex maniac based on Luna Lovegood. I have a moustache, the Magikarp, a bow tie, the Dartrix, and Salandit called Hoops. Uh, my name is David. I am playing Theo, the genderless and witless professor of the Church of Slaslow, who is on the hunt for the King's Rock, which might solve all of our problems. And in my Pokemon team, I have uh, a Meditite, a Swaddle, a Kabuto that was formerly known as Cabbage, and quite shockingly at the end of last arc, a Togekiss. My name's Tom. I'm playing Brandy, the ex-cheerleader of the Pokemon League champion Gary Smoke. On my team, I have Wimpy the Baneary, uh, Gary the Skaroopy, and Snorleone the Munchlax. Yes, we are in the midst of, as everyone is, the COVID-19 crisis. So we are attempting our first ever Critical Ditto remote record with four of us in various locations around London. It's very exciting, but if it sounds weird, that's why. I think it's going to sound great. Uh, And we are leaping today into a brand new arc. And it feels like a good time for us to sit in our various locations and ruminate on what happened last time. Previously on Critical Ditto. Theo decides that the best thing that Theo can do is just intercept in between the Driftblim and the Gardevoir. Togekiss just careens in for this air slash, and this air slash is so intense, Jolly is knocked to the edge of the obelisk. There's a, there's a smile that's not fake as you see Jolly's figure disappear. Theo feels deeply connected to this, to this Togekiss. Togekiss might know where the books that lead to the King's Rock might be placed. Kanan speaks, and it's almost like Togekiss is speaking through Kanan a little bit. You're on the right path. Go to the Conclave. Right, Brandy. She is going to grab the pole, grab Snorleone, and we're going to pole vault. Snorleone is shot forward, right, right, but right towards the Pokeballs. And because Munchlax is screaming, he swallows all the Pokeballs. (laughs) Kenny just hears from the Machamp, Machamp. They look at each other in the eyes. Kenny just says to him, I need some help getting up there. And Rock the Dwayne Johnson cracks his multiple knuckles. You will be tossed. Kenny crashes onto the top and he lands on a button on the airship. <laughs> and out of the Torkoal's mouth, flames <laughs> expel out of this figurehead. That removes the antagonists from the scene. Hi, Brandy. Uh, it's Candy. I know it's late. Listen, I just wondered if you had any updates on uh, the, uh, the the train. The train! I promise we are going to go and get some rest right now. Nothing is going to distract us from this now. Oh. My. God! Hit us with the vignettes, Stu. Fifteen minutes, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have a vignette this week. My question to you all is: so you've had this this sort of epic blowout uh, night in Pyrenile, but where do you think you ended up? What's the neighbouring city? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Ali, it's a blank map. I don't know. It's uh, it's Wish Wishton, uh, where everybody gets a wish if they throw three dwebbles in a pond. Three of us, three dwebbles. Right, no, new side quest. No, that's no, it's not real. That's, I made it up. <laughs> well, I feel like the cheerleaders took Kenny under their wing a little bit because he'd never really had a night on the town, and a bit like Theo, probably got drunk for the first time. Oh, Kenny. Um, Theo is probably still horribly hungover, but. I say third wind. <laughs> Brandy probably hated the whole thing. Brandy drinking to numb the pain being with the cheerleaders rather than... Yeah. 
Could we? Could we all have just been like at the train station, nursing hangovers with a mug, takeaway coffee in our hands? Right, you're in the you're in the Costa, <laughs> the Costa yeah. equivalent. Yeah, we're in the Caracosta. Oh, oh, we're in, and we're in. That's it. Nice. Yeah, we're all at, we're all at a very small table, like the cafe from The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, sat there in so much pain. Brandy's got the infern cape up over her head. Yeah. I just think if we listened to the market research, we'd uh, have never ended up in that mixed martial arts <laughs> stadium. I like the idea that we had this absolutely epic day and we have had no sleep. We're all just like, I feel so bad right now. So essentially, you've gone straight to the train station and crashed on a bench. What happened to Adri Fomonsk? Did you see Adri Fomonsk again? I think last we saw of Adri Fomonsk was while we were all partying, we saw them put their hood up again and sort of take on back on the persona of Vesper and just sort of walk out. We don't know what they're up to. I think maybe they felt too hungover or whatever to perhaps too embarrassed even. We'll find out in the reflect, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Or when we need a deus ex machina in the middle of the train. <laughs> Either one. Okay, so as you're just bringing yourself around, one of you has gone and got three takeaway Caracosta cups. You've made a sort of little encampment on one of the benches at the train station and piled up covering you because it's quite a chilly, it's autumnal, remember, very, very crucial. Uh, It's quite a chilly morning and I think there's some newspaper and stuff that you're trying to just warm yourself a little bit with. And I'd like each of you to tell me one of the articles that jumps out to you on this newspaper. Could one of the articles be interviewing Bash? Ooh, having okay, caught yes. the Hydreigon. Okay, okay. What catches our eye is Seto Kappa's arm around Bash Ooh. and Heron. Oh, yeah. I think also Bash and uh, Heron are wearing full Kappa Corp uniforms. What if, as you say, Ali, there's this, this prominent picture of Heron and Bash, Seto Kappa in the middle, his creepy long, sweaty arms over each shoulder, and Bash is holding this, this silvery extreme ball, and the, the headline is sort of like, Kappa Corp sponsors newest hotshot league challengers and it's sort of like bash and heron of this pairing um i like that some kind of like maybe for me as new hopes some kind of like backed by kappa corp these two hotshot brother sister trainer team are gonna try and fill the void left by gary smoke exactly they've already got high dragon on their team maybe maybe they've got a badge oh brandy would hate that as well i think the article suggests that heron also had an experience with an extreme ball like seto kappa was like right you guys brother and sister people will lap that up but quite frankly, Bash, like, you're so far ahead with the High Dragon. Heron, today, we need to go and catch you something equally awesome. Like a Garchomp or something. Like a, another dragon. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So what they've done is they've gone, they've captured another pseudo-legendary and then gone and just wiped, wiped some gym off the map. Some poor, unsuspecting <laughs> tier one gym. Just throws throws out the Bidoof and it's like, you've worked hard to get to this first town. Uh, go Bidoof! <laughs> oh no! Oh, um, oh no. Mudslap seems to be not effective against this Hydreigon. There's always that suggestion that gyms like choose their team based on the number of badges that somebody has when they enter. So I feel like Bash and yes. Bash and Heron just went in and they were like, "Well, we we're just we've like none. we're just like class yeah. D, like we're, we're nothing. Like we've got absolutely." They were like, "Well, I better get my beginners team out of the out of the box." Absolutely. Okay. Ali, I love that. That's fantastic. I mean, it's only been... Well, it's been a couple of days, actually, hasn't it? I think because, it's, this is the second day, I think. Um, so, yeah. there's. I mean, it, they've moved quick, but Seto Kappa is not one to... Miss a, miss a PR chance? Nah. Exactly. Exactly. There's a, you know, this the extreme ball stunt at the, the stadium didn't go the way he planned, but he's found a way to capitalise on it. So, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Love it. Love it. I was going to suggest... It's a paid-for ad. Yeah. By Team Helsing, looking for volunteers to help them on their big safari where they're going to hunt some big game. A poker-powered person out of control. Are you weaving in a listener suggestion here, Tom? I am. I'm moving in. They're looking for a combination of a Zerua and a Lucario. Is there a shadowy silhouette of the Zorcario? Yeah. It's like a who's that Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think there's a big interview as well next to that ad with the founder of Team Helsing, who I believe was called Varn. Varn, yes. Yeah, and it's basically just about how Varn came up from nothing and how Varn believes Pokemon-powered people are the scourge of the land and, you know, should need to be contained and made sure they aren't a danger because they're putting normal people in danger and they're just looking for more volunteers to help the cause and stop innocent people dying. Let's stop another surf float from happening. We can't let another town get destroyed Mm. by poker-powered incompetence. Excellent. So Brandy awkwardly sees that article and then tries to hide it from Kenny. (laughs) So she sort of sees it and is like, ooh, oh boy. Right, Kenny goes, oh my god, I know her and she's on the front page. (laughs) 
Um, I think Theo sees a brief but incredibly intimidating nib in the newspaper about how immigration to the conclave has tightened up following a series of events that could be accused of anti-church terrorism and the knowledge that that is a a fundamental goal that we're all aiming for and yet this incredibly brief economical article that makes such sweeping statements in about 75 to 150 words is uh, is a terrifying prologue of what might face them at the other end of this train journey. Nice, nice. So I I love it. So just to clarify, so there's they've tightened up people coming into the conclave. Yeah. So before this, were people able to, to go freely? They were able to go in and out of the conclave as and when? Or was it only church personnel? I would imagine it's something of a thought experiment. You know, if you were church personnel, you were probably easy breezy, pop in and out whenever you want. Anybody else could probably come in with a certain degree of testing, a certain degree of, of intellectual rigour. Um, but now, in realising that maybe the church is not the deified, absolutist, benevolent leader of everybody... They're kind of like, oh, unless you're a member of the church, we're going to keep you out. If you're a member of the church, we'll be practicing a more rigorous series of testing based on where you place in the in the ranking system. Only, only you and above are allowed in. So me, I'm allowed in? No, no, that you, you, you. Am I allowed in? Yes, I am allowed in. <laughs> you call me you. Oh, no, no O's. <laughs> no O's. I mean, there's only one O. We know there's only one O. <laughs> the newspaper article, incredibly clear. The radio broadcast, incredibly complicated. <laughs> Nobody got what was going on. Love that. But that's great. So yeah, there's sort of, because of the surfloat attack and the church feeling under pressure, they've decided to close down their borders. And as our train, the final destination of our train is the conclave. That might make that, as you say, tricky. That's an interesting point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Fabulous. Okay. Um, so we've got the main headline We've got the Ooh, featured photo Sorry can I add one more thing Just to burn Brandy a bit more She also sees a little article That says um, both Barnaby Timms and Hedrold Standing there Perhaps two young local boys Win their first gym badge uh, <laughs> And she sees that they've got gym badges as well And she's like <laughs> No everyone's got a badge but me <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. It's almost like there's um in the sports pages there's yeah. like you know the league tables r- rankings etc 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 and in tiny tiny print even at the very bottom you can see that Barnaby Timms and and Hedrold and Bash have earned one badge and it's just there tiny but. But obviously Brandy is nowhere, not even on the list. Yeah, on like a ranking <laughs> yeah. system. Yeah, because it is, as you said, like a league table sports page. Because I think that would annoy Brandy so much and freak her out. Can there also be some awful thing like, woman 45 falls in love with a leaf stone or something? <laughs> there is absolutely, there's a woman. It's just, yeah. There's definitely another man holding up his Trubbish that can read the future. Man claims Trubbish is a part psychic type, as he correctly guesses what he ate for lunch that day. I think there's, I think there's definitely some sort of satirical editorial cartoon as well demonstrating seto kappa just like almost almost like poker powered form in a in a sort of watery like sweaty gaze clinging onto the pokemon league or something there's like i don't know i'm not an editorial artist there are a lot of op-eds about the state of the pokemon league and where it's going should be disbanded you know without gary smoke they've got no leader that kind of stuff man we we, why did you open this kind of (laughs) should we just keep reading the newspaper (laughs) 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 Uh, the mr mime cabinet taken down Cabinet. <laughs> One reporter talking about how deeply attractive the new Mr. Mime Chancellor is seeming. <laughs> Okay, guys, I have an actual thing that I would like to put forward. Okay. So I created what I call the per diem point system. So everyone gets five per diem points. PDPs. PDPs. You can spend one point to get either a potion or a Pokeball. So if you spent five per diem points, you can get five Pokeballs or five potions or three potions and two Pokeballs, whatever. Uh, You could spend two points on a specific status healing item that could be used outside of battle creatively, like an awakening or a antidote. Or for three per diem points, you could get a full heal or a special item of your choice if you can justify it. I thought what we could do to help us manage our items, we could, let's say, 
previously have spent some per diems on some items. Yeah, we did have a little shopping bit, but everyone hates shopping episodes. So exactly. We're just saying we just got them. We breezed yeah. through it. <laughs> well, I've added a roll system into it. Oh, yeah. excited. Um, so if you get a 10 plus... You get five per diem points and a special item thrown in for free. Oh, fun. Seven okay. to nine, you get five per diem points to spend as is. And six or less, you still get five per diem points, but everything goes up a tier. So you get ripped off by your seller. So a Pokeball costs two points, a status healer costs three points, and a special item would cost four points. Sound good? This feels like low low stakes rolling, which I'm all in favour yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ali, do you want to go first? I'll go first. I got an eight. Great. So you get to spend five per diem points. Okay. Do I need to say them now? Uh, um, yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> you got to <laughs> say them now. <laughs> uh, but I can't spend four or five and just get something super amazing. No. The limit is three on a special item of your choice. Wait, wait, wait. What is super amazing item, Ali? Something that guarantees I roll tens every time. <laughs> the cloak of invisibility. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> oh. You know Kenny would pick the mystery item. Well, it's not a yep. mystery. You get to pick. <laughs> Unless you want it to be a mystery I kind of like it being just a mystery. I sort of see him going in being like, right, I'm going to get five potions. And going in and being like, oh, the mystery box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with one potion, one Pokeball, and a mystery item. You get uh, a postcard. <laughs> a postcard? <laughs> really? So yeah, yes. I got? <laughs> you got blue sky mail. <laughs> all right all right you roll with right, the punches write one heck of a letter okay. Kenny. yeah hey i'm gonna you... write a letter exactly we're gonna, we're gonna have a bit of time on this train that'd be a lovely character moment i'm sure it really would it will be beautiful beautiful all right brandy what are you doing oh am i doing okay yeah. i got an 11 not joking i'm trying to i don't know how to what a coincidence yeah no, I... I believe you i think we just gotta assume things are right like don't cheat yeah. So Brandy got 11, so I get to spend five per diem points and a special. Or maybe it is more fun to just make it a mystery item. I think I'll get a free mystery item. I'll get the mystery box as well if it comes for free. And what I'm going to do is then I'm going to get three Pokeballs and an Awakening. Okay, your mystery item, Brandy, is an X attack. Whoa. That's, That's good. so much better than Blue Sky Mail. That really is. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It does not surprise me that Brandy is better than ha- at haggling than Kenny. Okay, David. Theo. Okay. I'm going to roll. So I got three and a three, so a six. That's a fail. (laughs) We got one of each, guys. So Theo's getting ripped off. Does this count towards an experience point? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Yeah, I suppose so. Might as well. Might as well have some benefit. I'm going to go for... I guess I'm going to go for two potions and then have one left over. Should we say you can also buy a mail for one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. So you both get... You but it's got to be worse cards. than a blue sky mail because all right, all right, Kenny's has to be better. Yeah, so that's fair. So like a, a plain, plain mail. mail. It's paper. I tell you what, you get a really, really unflattering caricature from a from a poor Smeagol, <laughs> which you can use to write on the back if you want, but you may have to look at your terrible caricature again. Fair. All right, there we go. Sorry to take take the reins on that one. I just thought, I felt let's let's have some fun items. Let's to throw let's in. codify some inventory. Yeah, no, nice, nice. Fun items and one terrible caricature. So we know where we were last night. We know what we've got in our bag. We know what we're drinking right now. Triple shot. Coffee. Coffee. Of course. Yeah. Please, no more shots. I think we're done with alcohol <laughs> for a while. I say that before we get to the buffet car. But it is time. Pokemon, trainers, it is time for us to leave Pyrenile and go onto the long-awaited Nidorian Express. Pyrenile, we hardly knew ye. Time is around 8am and you're aware of the train approaching before you see it. You can hear the ground rumbling. 
You can see a couple of Pidov flapping up into the sky as the market stalls where you've just been bartering and haggling for the last 45 minutes or so start packing away. And you start to hear the crunching, grinding, metallic sound of this ginormous train moving slowly into the station. And as it does, the Dorient Express sits towering above you and the station of Piranar like this sleeping metallic whale or breathing these wisps of smoke from these exhaust vents uh, all across its body into the into the morning air. Uh, and as it casts this vast shadow over Piranar Station, you can feel a chill and you pull the newspaper around you, taking in this awe-inspiring sight of engineering. It's like a... It's almost like a moving town. It encompasses various levels. Each car seems to have its own decor, its own design, um, whether that's some sort of couture finery, high-class um, dining car, or, or some high-tech mysterious security module. It's, there's this, this feeling, this sense, that anyone could own or rent a car on the Nodorient Express, providing, of course, you've got the right money to pay for it. You've got some better per diem points than us. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> More than five? <laughs> <laughs> From your vantage point on the station, it would be impossible to take on the entire site of the train. The only option, you would say, to see exactly what the Nodorant Express holds in store would be to board it. Can I just ask, does it look like a waylord or was that a figure of speech? That was a figure of speech, but no. <laughs> Surely it looks like a, a Nidorino. I would have assumed it would look like a, some sort of Nidoran-based thing, but... Uh... Yeah, Nidorino makes a lot of sense. The engine car definitely has this... Those those exhaust pipes, maybe, are the, are the poison point spikes of um, of the, the Nidoran facade that makes up the front of the engine. But as I say, once you start moving back, the individual cars take on their own decor and... and... Oh my god, yes, they're all different Pokemon. Exactly, yeah. It's almost like a, a Carnival Circus-esque car where you've got different bits and pieces and stuff. Maybe every year they do a little like communities see if they can design the new Nidorient Express car so every year they add a car yeah 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 yeah. just gets a bit longer each year super fun obviously you're boarding the Nidorient Express not as passengers but with a mission the question that I have for you is do we think that Brandy Theo and Kenny are boarding with official security detail or do we think that they are boarding under the under the proviso of being passengers but having a secret mission underneath. My impression was the latter. Yeah, the latter for me as because well. Because the whole point of the mission was to be covert and to not draw attention to ourselves. Can we just remind ourselves of the mission? <laughs> <laughs> the mission was to stop the train being attacked. Yes. Basically, there's, there, is, there is information that Team Nautilus are looking to strike the train at some point during this journey because the Church of Slaslo, who presumably have their own car on this train, um, are transporting some kind of uh, artifact or some something that uh, that is of interest to Team Nautilus, and you are there to try and prevent this from happening, at least to get information or try and stop um, as much as you can. Got it. Okay. So you're thinking that you're passengers, but with an underlying mission. In that case, so you have a ticket. Yeah, I think we got sent e-tickets by Candy on our phones. I got two because I know Theo doesn't have a poor iPhone. <laughs> Oh, okay. I got two as well. One for me and one for Adri. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going around going, would anyone like a ticket? So yeah, you're anyone? touting. <laughs> you're just touting at the station. So you get onto the train fairly easily. There is a specific passenger entrance. The gangplank clangs down <laughs> onto the station. And there's a fair number of people getting onto the train. It's not like a commuter train. It's not going to um, a big city per se. Uh, the final destination of this train is the church conclave but there are a few stops along the way Neubatten being one of them so there's a few people doing personal journeys uh, boarding for sort of luxurious purposes boarding for some of the many facilities that exist on this train um, but it's not like a packed London tube carriage if that makes sense I imagine we see a lot uh, a few people who are going to the conclave so dressed in sort of church robes but maybe they're sort of wannabe church members or oh so sort of potential acolytes yeah oh so maybe there's a few yeah. there's a few nervous low-ranking church members who are sort of they look like they're maybe studying for they're trying to cram for these these exams these oh tests my god where you, where you where you rank up yeah so they've heard obviously that like oh man well the the, the the security has increased at the conclave they're not letting as many people in and the tests apparently have gone harder so to even step forth in the conclave now would 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 take you know an astronomical test score i'm so nervous i haven't even studied this is i i just thought i'd get by on my my natural good looks and my charm and now i'm i'm screwed royally screwed that's that's all right farbo you'll be fine you'll be absolutely fine my friend don't worry about it you're cleverer than i am 
Yes, yes, I know, Chinkwant. But but you've been studying for, for four hours every day. I've seen you in the in the in the tower, the cloister towers. So you said that you said there was a gaggle of people. So keep like keep going. We're just gonna sort of listen. Oh, there's, of course, there's more. What am I? What am I? Sa- yes, um, well, there's other people than Farbo and Chinkwant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. As, as Chinkwant and Farbo fade into the distance, as they both <laughs> Tom, the Tom, add, add them to the character list, Tom. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me put them on the wiki. Off they go. Bye bye. Bye bye, those guys. I'm getting a real Zootopia vibe to all the Pokemon entering the train as well. They have their own little entrances, and the sort of simian Pokemon are swinging in from from ropes and stuff above. The the smaller rodents have tiny gangplanks. Oh, that is adorable. It's pretty cute. Could we have a special carriage that's saved for any slowpokes that are coming into the conclave? Oh, yes. This is like a spe- there's a carriage that only exists for slowpokes and derivatives thereof, and just one slowpoke is getting in and is going to have that entire carriage. But yeah, they've definitely some kind of space in the church carriage where the slowpokes are able to recline and relax and be as revered as they should be. Getting mani-pedis. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> My question to Brandy Theo Kenny, what carriage do we think our three protagonists enter? I want to I want to know what the first the first impression of the Nodorant Express is for our three heroes. We had a conflab, a convers a quick conversation where Brandy sort of said, Right, okay, we need to be close to the church of Slaslow's carriage, because we want to be protected. Let's you know, we want to be we want to keep an eye, but we don't want to get too close to be suspicious, you know. So I'm thinking if the church carriage is there, and I'm looking at the slowpoke one, Aye. we need to go, not the what not the carriage either side but the next carriage either side. Like, you know, I've heard about the men's room. There's a urinal rule, that kind of thing. Is there? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. I've never been, Kenny. Surely you've been in the men's room. News to me. I think the worst thing you could possibly do is get as close to the person next to you at the urinal as possible. That's what Gary told me. This explains a lot. <laughs> so I think there's. I think we, we've got a choice of two carriages to go to. We can either go to the one two cars behind the slowpoke carriage or one two ahead. Okay, should we, should we come up with some suggestions for what those two possibilities are? I think one of them is like like a yoga class. It's like really zen. There's someone there or maybe even a Pokemon sort of. So it's almost like a spa. It's a, thera- it's a therapeutic spa. You know, the, 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 the plinky plonky music. Yeah, the really The aromas, calm. the plants. The, there's, maybe there's a fake backdrop of being in some kind of tropical paradise. What Pokemon is is sort of leading this this spa retreat class? Is it something like a superior constantly in knots and like everyone's trying to recreate those <laughs> no one can recreate poses, it. but they they can't recreate it at all? <laughs> yes, that's great. So it's a little bit grassy, like a garden as well. I was never going to say that, but that's wonderful. And it just it just, it just really unhelpfully just keeps going. Superior, <laughs> I am superior, superior to you. To you at yoga. <laughs> okay, so you can sort of see this through the window of the of, of one car, and then on the other side, baby Pokemon daycare. Oh, okay. so it's just a little daycare of like lots of baby Pokemon heads. Can you tell we just had a really traumatic day because we just suggested the two like <laughs> safest, nicest, most relaxing rooms. things. I'm sorry, Ali. Are you are you suggesting that tiny loads of tiny children being looked after? is a relaxing therapeutic experience. Stu, it's obviously very easy to look after small children. Like, duh. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm looking after 20 at this moment as you speak. I think if anyone were to find that stressful, they would be wrong. Could you imagine somebody finding any kind of problems or challenges <laughs> in the upbringing of small youths? That would be that would be grounds for for assassination. Theo, Kenny, I hate to tell you this, but the uh, the yoga class carriage has now been full. We've been turned away. We uh, I guess we're, I guess we're headed to the daycare one. That's fine. I read a book on 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 child rearing once. We'll be it, fine. Uh... We're not going to spend that much time there because you know we've got to focus on our mission. I'm sure we won't get sidetracked. Tom, are you are you railroading us on a railroad? <laughs> I am indeed. <laughs> I am indeed. Okay, so you're going to the daycare. You're going to the Pokemon daycare. Okay, fantastic. Who's that Pokemon? Sleepy Ooh. time, sleepy time. Someone oh. set the alarm. For the Can't morning. wait to catch some Z's. I've turned the alarm on. Oh. Can you move up? Someone's knee is in my back. Oh, I hope that's your knee. Uh, what's everyone going to dream about? I think I'm going to dream about a midsection. Oh, I'd love a midsection dream. Yeah, Tom, mm. tell us tell us a story about midsections. Sure, I'll talk to you about a midsection. I heard about this midsection once from Thomas Smith. That sounds like a fake name. <laughs> 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 this is their this is their name. Or King J underscore EXE on Discord. Hi, King J. King J. King J. I like that. Uh, King J 
sent this suggestion. Daniel Dexter always wanted to be a Pokemon professor. Oh my god, it's starting It's starting like a Netflix docudrama. <laughs> Daniel Dexter is the professor. <laughs> he worked his whole life towards it, only to get rejected from the Pokemon professor course at the Poke Academy because his name wasn't a tree. <gasps> Instead, he was assigned the job of editing and cataloguing Pokedex entries submitted by trainers. However, he was somewhat bitter about his rejection, so he decided he was going to show them. He was going to show them all. So, rather than really doing his job of editing Pokedex entries, he took his research team and began an epic quest to assemble a living Pokedex between himself and the members of his research team. They're not quite sure how to deal with legendaries, but it's likely going to be several dittos. The Dexters, as they call themselves, have an ultimate goal of assembling an amazing Safari Zone-style area featuring a living Pokedex, one of every Pokemon known to exist, which means that the Pokedex submissions have been neglected somewhat, leading to odd entries slipping through the cracks, such as Macargo being hotter than the sun. Oh, I like this. That's oh, great from King J there. So is King J justifying how some of the Pokedex entries are buck wild? Yeah, that's really good. That's really <laughs> clever. So I like Daniel Dexter. Daniel Dexter has a great backstory. So Daniel Dexter is, is setting up a safari for every single Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, well, they haven't achieved it. No, no, they're still trying. They might they might just have started it. It's just 25 gulpins. Well, it's just <laughs> gotta start somewhere. They're really relying on Ditto as well. That's tough enough to find the real estate for that, let alone the Pokemon. Well, maybe the, the the Ditto thing is key. And they say, yeah, yeah, we're going to go catch every Pokemon. What they're actually doing is just breeding Dittos. Constantly breeding Dittos. And they have these just these lame Ditto appropriations of Pokemon. And trying to sell that off. It's almost, they're like hucksters. They're like, yep, that's a Tauros. There, there it is. Look at the Tauros, kids. Don't look at the face. Don't look at the weird, creepy smile. These kids are just being creeped out by all these tiny eyes on all these Pokemon. Why do they all have the same beady eyes? <laughs> So many childhood phobias born in one place. What if Daniel Dexter was in the same professor class as Professor Honey, and she managed yes. to pass, even though she's also not a tree? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they told they told Daniel that it was this tree thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the tree thing, Daniel. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. But but she's 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 named after a sweet good. Why did she get through? I like the idea that Daniel was was totally good enough to become a pro Pokemon professor but just would not shut up about their dream of having a living Pokedex and like, I'm going to have all the dittos. There'll be so many. I'll, I'll have one. I'll have two. One will turn into Taurus. One may turn into another Taurus. One will turn into a legendary bird. And they were like, okay, well, we can't have this person in. He's gone for a whole revisionist policy of Pokemon instead of the idea that Mew is the birth child of all Pokemon. He's like, Mew never existed. Ditto is the birth child of all Pokemon. Oh my God, yes. All Pokemon are just ditto, but some are better at hiding it than others. He's classed as a Pokemon truther. <laughs> He's like a full flatter. He has a, he has a YouTube channel of conspiracies, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so he exists in the world, spouting horrible theories, and apparently holds some kind of grudge or vendetta against not only the Professor establishment, but I would imagine particularly Professor Honey. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe they were like a roommates or something, or like they were good friends, and then yes, they had a bit of a falling out after because of his jealousy, maybe. You know, yeah, he got kicked yeah. out and he was like, she, he was like she, honey. She specialised in, they had to, oh yes, every professor has to specialise when they get into their final year of Professor Academy. And Honey identified a niche being like, no one's focusing on this weather stuff. I'm going to go oh, there. Weather, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. And then mm. Dexter was like, yeah, but the dittos. Oh, so she, she promised, she promised to help him with his like ditto thesis. Yeah. And then she just ditched it. She ditched it when she realised that he was like dead weight. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, I'm onto something here. I can do this. And Professor Tree is all about the mushrooms. What did Professor Tree say to Daniel Dexter when she expunged him from the Professor Academy? Can we can we just do it? Can we just do that, Tom? But Professor Tree, I, d I don't understand. The, the, the ditto theories, they were so strong! Unfortunately, you show a distinct lack of being able to branch out. Please, leaf your Pokemon badge on the side and make like a banana and split. No! <laughs> ah. I think I think you lost it towards the end. <laughs> it's going so well. Um, great. Are, are you are you satisfied with that midsection I've given you? Can everyone sleep now? Oh, oh. I'm already. I, I fell asleep about midway through oh, that midsection. To be honest. Wait, was there a midsection? <laughs> now it's time for everyone's favourite segment: Critical Ditto's podcast promos. This week we have a promo from the absolutely brilliant. They call this a movie podcast. Here's what they have to say about themselves. Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? 
then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com. They Called This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pidove. So you enter the train, uh, you, you scan your tickets. I think there's a, a, a mechanical screen-like device where you just scan the QR code to enter, and you enter the daycare. David, what is the atmosphere in this daycare? Are we are we talking children running riot? Are we talking incredibly strict? Or are we talking creative paint sounds everywhere? What do you think the atmosphere is? There's sort of two sections to the room. And uh, when we enter, on one side, there's kind of a, a kind of classroom vibe with a sort of seven or eight sort of smoochums and elekids kind of being guided through a kind of a series of textbooks doing some kind of like very basic numeracy, just kind of sat there chilling. And then on the other side, there's somebody dressed up as a, as a Mr. Rhyme with a sort of with a selection of sort of cleffers and peachus and igly buffs, having a very mild but pleasant dance along with the very terrible song. And uh, I don't think any part of it is too too brazen. I think that we've all entered into quite a serene room, but one side is very uh, an energetic form of serenity and one is very academic form of serenity. Fantastic. So we've got this academic side and we've got this creative, fun side. And this a person dressed as a Mr. Rhyme. Is it a coincidental that they look like Mr. Rhyme or are they intentionally like, this is a Mr. Rhyme-themed daycare carriage? I'm going to say that normally uh, Mr. Mimes are so terrifying to everybody, particularly because of their political connections, <laughs> that uh, so as a result, somebody has dressed up as a Mr. Rhyme going, they're just far enough away and I don't think anybody here has ever been to Galar that they can just kind of go, oh, I'm a, I'm a hoity-toity man in a, in a fun outfit. A hoity-toity, come on children, dance with me. Dance with me. I put my ice cane down on my knee. Little cleffers, higgly buffs. That's it. Shake your stuffs. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> well done. Uh, how do we best that? How did you go from meowth to meowth, butt to butt to that? You've been practicing. There's people in my carriage. Oh. It's a difficult second album. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I've, oh, I've got to be careful not to go into into General Phillips. Oh, where did he come from? Oh no! You sound like someone we know. Hoity toity! To just keep my mouth forward like this. Ho 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 ho! I am jolly though. I'm a very jolly man. Oh, not another one. <laughs> come in, come in, sir. What 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 small Pokemon do you need me to to care for, my? My three friends, three new friends. None of our Pokemon look as little as these ones. They're adorable. I do have these here. And <laughs> send them all out. My goodness me, what collection. I know. I've become very powerful. What is that Magikarp doing? Oh, he's, he's got a mind of his own. He's, we've established Magikarp is very creative. He's dancing. <laughs> Magikarp has, uh, has picked up a paintbrush and is just flicking paint against a mural on the wall. So you're telling me you're telling me that this this wonderful creative person doesn't need doesn't need my help my care. I think I think I have much to teach this fish. And he takes him to one side and goes, "Could you teach him how to actually like do stuff?" My dear fellow, what is your name? I feel awful that I don't know it. Oh, hello, I'm Kenneth Mullet. Kenneth Mullet. Kenneth yes. Mullet and and Hoity Toity, which is his name now. Hoity takes you in. Oh God! It, no, it's 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 a hushed conversation. Don't worry, I'm not I'm not doing anything weird. Your voice has changed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's no. Well, they say I'm talking quieter now. My mouth is still forward. <laughs> but Mister Mister Mullet, I I beg you, I implore you to look over there at your beautiful fish. Look what look what he's creating. He's actually now worked on an ice sculpture. So, so we pan over <laughs> and 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 mustaches creating an ice sculpture. Is it any good? Roll a d6 for me. It's a two. It's a two. It could be worse. It could be worse. Trust me. (laughs) Not much, but it could be worse. The point is, Mr. Mullet, that his passion passion shines through. For you to ask me, how do I get this fish to do something? Why, Mr. Mullet, he's doing it. He's doing it right now. Not every Pokemon, Mr. Mullet, has to be a battler. Some of them are artists. 
Some of them are creators. I was trying to teach my fish how to climb a tree instead of swim. What am I doing? Exactly. Change the goalposts, Kenneth. Come on. You're a genius. Oh, yeah, stop. <laughs> stop. I do, I do, I do take praise well. Theo, you would learn a lot from this man. He's very clever. He's probably the cleverest person I've ever met. Oh, please stop saying those words. Uh, your your fish has literally produced a large ice cube, <laughs> and you're telling me that this this is your Damascene conversion. Look how precise the corners are, though. I sat this child down, nay, a day ago, <laughs> and said to him, raise this terrible, terrible carp to be strong enough to aid us in any way. We are literally employed to battle in the name of the awful and not at all problematic privatised league that controls this entire country and yet he is now saying change the goalposts. The goalposts weren't even set in stone and he's just changed them well, away. if they were set in stone he could chisel them beautifully. Exactly and then Theo, if Magikarp chiseled them beautifully, chiseled the ice sculpture as well, think about it, Magikarp could throw that ice sculpture at someone. We have been we have been virtue adjacent for so very long. I refuse to accept anything but the direct path to success at this point. What is your name? <laughs> We've said it a lot. I thought you'd listened. No, I want to know it from you. Uh, my my name is uh, my name's Theo. Theo. Yep, that's the two syllables that make it up. Yep. Toity takes a deep breath and shakes their top-hatted head from side to side. Theo, there are many people like you in this world. People who see see Pokemon as tools. As ways to achieve ends, mainly through violence. Oh, here we go. I, f- I find that saddening, Theo. You're clearly a person who sees himself as, as educated, learned, and you seem implicitly focused on battling. Is battling your focus, Theo? I, I'd, say, I'd say it's less my, my focus and more my kind of forte. Hoity toity. I'd, I'd say it's something of, a, something of a real a skill. No one loses like Theo. <laughs> Would you care to challenge me, Theo, a humble daycare owner, to a Pokemon battle? Oh, go on, go on, Mr. Rhyme. Absolutely kick Theo's crabby personality around. What's your name, sorry? Me, I'm, I'm, I'm Brandy. Brandy, Brandy. I'm merely curious that perhaps this one can back up their vicious spiny words. I don't know, you've, you've got a lot of Ella kids over here, and I'm pretty sure that Theo already had a, their uh, tushy handed to them once by a baby Pokemon. <laughs> You weren't even in the room. I heard about Brandy. it. I heard about it from different sources. Everyone in the Pokemon League was talking about it. Some of us, some of us, barely lost to an Elite Four member. But how did you do against Heron, a child? Heron now has a, a very strong Pokemon, so you know, suddenly worthy of my rival. Oh, did you fight against that Garchomp, or did you? I would have. Or did you just read about it in a newspaper? I was, I was oh, going okay. to. Lovely. He, he was holding it back. I think he had it. Don't worry, Toity. They're always like this. Yes, it's exhausting. But listen, I challenge you right here, right now, for a, a let's say a two-on-two. Challenge accepted. We'll look after the babies. Come over here, Clefas and Igglybuffs. Now, obviously, I'm invoking the swarm rule where I can use 15 small, <laughs> tiny baby Pokemon against you at the same time. <laughs> They're called the minions. <laughs> the minions? <laughs> no, I, I joke. Brandy watches, goes with Kenny to the sort of sideline area. I like the idea that there is like a sort of, there's kind of a Clid's playmat in the middle. Can there also be like, because we're in a daycare, there's like a slushy machine and we just sort of get each other a couple of slushies. <laughs> Absolutely. Sugar-free, though. Sugar-free. That we position next to some actual human children doing some art with their Pokemon. And Brandy looks at the art. It's like, what's that meant to be, then? What is that? Oh, that that was my family. It's your family? Is your family family a yellow squiggle? I think you need to work on it. Brandy, can you not see the family resemblance? It's a shuckle without their shell. (laughs) That's it. We're going to find out what happened to your shell later. Uh, Miss Shuckle, but first let's watch uh, my colleague over there, Theo. They're about to get absolutely destroyed in a Pokemon battle. It's I've seen it many times. So we're in we're in a playpen. That's the arena for this battle. Um, there's soft play. There's sort of cubes that have been stacked. There's a, a small child-proof fence that has been erected around it, uh, and the floor is sort of checkered, red, yellow, blue. Let's go then, Theo. Who are you who are you sending out in this uh, in this Pokemon battle? I think Theo is going to go with no, I... surely not. I think I think Theo is going to go with Swaddle first of all. Oh, I really wanted to say that. I think I think Theo is ready. I think the Theo two, is just like you know Pokemon what. Pokemon of ours that have made like appearances in this room are Magikarp and Sawaddle. It's so apt. Oh my Gudra, that is. 
I'm not willing to let one of my Pokemon fester any longer. I think Theo was like, I can beat anyone with anything, and I'm going to prove it. In Theo's, in the back of Theo's mind, Theo was like, if Swaddle falls in two turns, I've got Togekiss. But I think, so, I think Theo's is like, let's just do it. Let's just send out Swaddle and see what happens. Okay, great. And what is what is Mr. Rhyme's first Pokemon? A Minior. Ooh, a Minior. I love that. Beautiful. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Rhyme readies their first Pokeball and sends out, <laughs> flying into the air, a flash of light. Uh, and then this, this rock uh, meteorite-type Pokemon, a Minior, starts hovering in the air above the, the soft play area. Oh, it's quite musical. It's a musical Minior. And it works with the creative theme. Great, great. That's what Minior sounds like. Theo, what, what's, what, what's Swaddle coming out of the Pokeball look like? Because obviously we, have, we, have, we haven't seen Swaddle for a while. Dusts off a couple of cobwebs. Yeah, full beard. Full beard! <laughs> <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Castaway. Rocking that unemployed look. He's got like joggy <laughs> bottoms on. He hasn't shaved. So Waddle definitely wasn't expecting to come out. It's just like, oh, oh man. Just the fermenting ruins of Oran berries that are around <laughs> it. Just like, oh my god. Oh god. I, I think Swaddle is just is just shocked by light. I don't think Swaddle's seen seen illumination in quite some time. Have we have we worked out Swaddle's personality now? And that is her- hermit. Yes. Yeah. It's because they've been in the Pokeball for so long. Is Swaddle now like quite pale, like as a plant would go? So everyone's like, "Ooh, a shiny Swaddle." No, it just hasn't seen any sun. <laughs> okay, so Swaddle instantly heads towards the first window to get some much-needed nutrition. But but after that, Theo, what do you do? I'm going to go with the only move that I remember Swaddle having. Theo is convinced once again that Theo's old tactic of weird strategic moves is the best tactic here, and so Theo goes, "All right, Swaddle." Swagger. So I think I think I think Theo should roll two d six plus the whatever we think uh, Swaddle special is. I don't think you get any bonus to your roll. Okay. Just a flat zero. Okay. Oh, I got a nine. A nine. nine. A nine. I've got a nine. I've got a nine. That's unbelievable. It's a mixed success. A mixed success. So, for all intents and purposes, you succeed. I mean, we we saw what Swaddle's uh, use of Swagger looked like in the past. It was this weird multicolored multi-shaped, confusing barrage of sensory um, assault, which I think coupled mm. with the, 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 the squares of colour on the floor uh, and the various creepy toys which Swaddle could probably move in between um, seemed quite effective. And the Minior is trying to track Swaddle's movements um, but ends up entering this weird, confused state. The cost, I would say, to Swaddle, it puts itself into a disadvantageous place in relation to Minior right now. Mm. So it sort of spent a lot of time moving between these pieces, but I think finds itself out in the open, um, and Minior prepares a rock blast attack. I think Theo... <sighs> Theo, do you need any advice? I can give you some advice, if you ever need no, it. No, I'm fine, I'm fine. You sure? Do you, is the advice to lose? Because I'm... Uh, no, you I'm can do right. that on your own. I'm, I'm going to give you some, some action advice, if you want it. Okay, I was going to try and do something sort of wild with the arena space, but actually I don't feel there's that much tactile space. So I'm going to say that Theo just says, Swaddle, go for a razor leaf. Okay, so it's a straight, this, this is great, because this is a straight up sort of kicks and frost last roll. Plus one. Plus one is fair. On any success, i.e. seven or more, you inflict harm and also suffer, ha- suffer harm from whatever you're fighting. If you roll a 10 plus, you get to basically have uh, um, a bonus, which is like you maybe inflict more harm, you suffer less harm as a result. You can force them where you want them. You can get an advantage, etc., etc. But okay, so my roll that was a seven plus a one. Yes. So eight. Okay, great. You inflict harm on the minior uh, with a razor leaf and a swaddle. I think you inflict two harm. Not quite enough to take the minior down. The minior is super effective with its rock blast against swaddle, so it is inflicting three harm Ooh, on okay. the swaddle, which is unfortunately is enough to take swaddle down. Okay. So. So it's 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 you know it's a brutal exchange, and Sir Waddle has the sort of um, the wherewithal to, even though finding itself in this compromised open position, uh, fire off some razor blasted leaves, which chip into the Minior's uh, tough rocky frame. But because the Minior was already there, it's able to sort of get over the confusion enough to see that that Sir Waddle is in this open, quite vulnerable position, and fire off a couple of rock blasts, which unfortunately, with the type advantage. Uh, are able to inflict three harm to the uh, to the minions, two harm, and faint Swaddle there on that playmat. <laughs> this is 
see, this is this is the problem. You're exploiting this poor creature, ordering it to, to, to fire leaves, and you don't even have a fundamental understanding of type advantage. That's what I've been saying the whole time, Hoity. I mean, let's say, I mean, we could all talk about not knowing type advantages, but I did use a grass bug Pokemon against a rock flying. I mean, it's quite a, quite a knotty, quite a knotty little little mess there. I think we could all say that all of us had a type advantage against somebody. Let's hope you have a trump card prepared, Theo. I don't know if you want to say that. Hey, I'll take on anything. I'm feeling confident. And Hoity Toity twirls their, their icy cane and slams it on the ground with an ice sash shatter. And the kids, the kids, loads of the kids in the thing start going, Hoity, 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 Hoity. You see also amongst the brandy going, Hoity, Hoity, Hoity. <laughs> I think at the sight of that, Theo is, is, is <clears throat> like Natalie Brulia, they are torn. <laughs> Theo can either choose the easy route or Theo, Theo can choose something that has a... A, a clear type advantage, but is still a fair fight. And Theo has chosen fair fights most of the time and has lost, but as a result of, of luck. Theo also isn't willing to exhaust their, their trump card at this stage in the game. We've still got a long train journey to go. There is a Theo's mission. Like, you know what? Yeah, Theo's like, let's just, let's just... Theo sent out Swaddle in part because Swaddle deserved a fight. Swaddle deserved a chance to build some experience and maybe get to a point where it's not such an absolute waste of Theo's team. So I think Theo goes, let's choose a clear type advantage. Let's go for Kabuto. Okay, great. So out comes, out comes Cabbage Kabuto. Yeah, I think, I think actually Kabuto is a little, a little bit sad. Um, oh, yeah. Because the last time Kabuto was out of their Pokeball, they were chasing after the love of their life, Fossil Amora. I think seeing that has awakened some memories in Kabuto. Which Hoity Toity probably notices. Oh, yes. I think Hoity Toity definitely He's notices. very, very in touch with their emotions. Have you have you mistreated this poor Kabuto? I would say that it's not so much me as it is uh, heteronormative ideas of romance and love have hurt my and my Kabuto. But whatever you want to describe it as, you hide behind your vocabulary. You hide because you know you know that this poor Kabuto has been wronged, probably by you. You forcing it from one location to another with no chance to settle, no chance to understand its own feelings. Brandy, this man's making a lot of assumptions. Hoity, hoity, hoity. Oh, I'm really going against him now. He's chanting his own name. Yeah, that's bad. Oh. That's bad. I'm getting annoyed with him now. I've, yeah, I've, I've sort of switched now. Come on, Theo. Theo, start doing good stuff. Start, start. you know, representing the special defenders. Give us a win. Theo looks at them and is about to say, if I was representing the special defenders, I would literally self-destruct my own Pokemon and uh, attempt to call it a win, but decides to not turn this into a shady attack on her. <laughs> Theo also is debating whether to go into an argument about gender norms with a person who literally names themselves Mr. Rhyme, but decides this is not the time, <laughs> nor the place. I think a small girl comes up to you and says, excuse me. Yes? I wanted to give you this for your battle for good luck. And she hands you a little picture and it says, my hero. Uh, and it's sort of got this little picture of all these sort of different types of people like all sort of shapes of body sizes uh, but all in church robes and, she, and it just says love church like the heart and the church and this girl's in like little robes you can see that actually as you look closer she's more in little sort of miniature robes and she says i love people at the church of slaslow my parents both went went there and I, i'm gonna join them they joined late which is why they had me um mr rhyme always says get creative so that's what i did you're my hero so please please win this one Theo bends down to the small child and uh, using the the lessons in comforting that they learned in their interaction with Bash once before, uh, leans down and says, looks like Mr. Rhyme taught you one good thing. Lots of people make fun of me because I want to join the church. They think it's they think it's dumb. So it'd be really nice if, if they could see someone from the church being cool. Theo nods, ruffles her hair briefly and stands back up and goes... Well, then they should all be paying some attention to this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Theo turns around and goes, Kabuto, Aquajet. Excellent. Let's give a roll. Come on. Come on. Oh, a seven. Okay, a seven. That's fine. Plus two. So seven, seven plus two, so nine. So still mixed success. Um, so again, we, we deal harm as established. Uh, Minior was, uh, was readying. Can Minior, I think Minior's sort of being a bit cocky and actually on the keyboard. The little kid's <laughs> keyboard. Great. What could, what could tie in to... Magikarp's jamming uh, with him. Yes. How is he playing piano? He doesn't have fingers. I think, I think yeah, it goes for, it goes for a swift, a swift attack. Um, something, something to do with the keys playing and little stars flying out of the, the sort of musical notes and fires these, these, these stars 
um, towards Kabuto. Obviously, a normal type special attack, not actually very effective against Kabuto. So Kabuto only takes one harm from the attack, uh, and Kabuto deals three harm because of the, the Aqua Jet being super effective, which is enough to take Minior down. From, in my mind, Theo remembers every failure with such absolute detail, with such archaeological forensic knowledge. And so when Theo commands this Aqua Jet, they remember when Kabuto fired off the, the fountain in the tree and completely failed to hit Sork in any way, shape or form. A, a moment most displeasing to Theo's career. And so Theo commands this attack and, and Kabuto, without launching from anywhere, just sort of careens through the air, a series of ribbons of water spiralling out behind this strange, beautiful, smooth pebble of a creature. And it just launches at Minior and just rugby tackles it. And, uh, and Minior, who was just moments ago performing like it was the Elton John of nursery rhymes, uh, is knocked straight through the train window. <laughs> Whoa! And and flies back through as if as if about to give one final stand. You know, zooms out, zooms back through, and then immediately collapses to the ground into a pile of soft toys. <laughs> just being fanned by Mustache and the Magic Heart with the tail. Yeah. <laughs> Hoity Hoity acknowledges the hit. Right. Time to get serious up in here. Go, Delibird. Ooh. That's so fun. Delibird! Oh man, Delibird's stats are not good. Delibird's not that good a Pokemon. Real, I mean, also, you phrased it as his trump card. Time to get serious. <laughs> present! 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 Delibird is out, uh, and Delibird instantly starts throwing uh, candy and small gifts and soft toys. Oh to my the... goodness, the kids go crazy. Uh, Kenny goes crazy. <laughs> Kenny, what do you catch from the Delibird's flying acrimon? I think he wants something thick, something stodgy, like nougat. Okay, great. Zougat. Zougat. Zougat is great. It's purpley and poisonous. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I think um, now the kids have gone crazy, or the children, or the baby Pokemon and the kids, and they're so loud, Brandy's headache from this hangover is now gone into overdrive. They've all gone crazy, except for the little girl who was in the church robes. She stood very still behind Theo, eyes locked on Theo and Kabuto in the fight. So Brandy, Brandy gets hit in the head with one of these sweets, all these kids are going crazy, and Brandy completely switches sides now. She starts ripping... Um, chocolates out of kids' hands and throw them out the window. She's like, "No, shut up! Shh, shh! Can, can we please be quiet? You shouldn't be eating sugar." Oi, oi! How old are you? How old are you? I'm seventeen, Brandy. You know I'm seventeen. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kenny, it's not Stop good for hangover. Stop shouting at me, Brandy! I've never experienced this before. <laughs> Give me that. It's not going to help. And she throws that out the window. My, no, my Zogut! <laughs> uh, the kids start clambering on Brandy uh, and start like pulling her down slowly but surely, swarming. Some pulling some of the pink hair, some getting some Nutella matted. Theo, win the battle! Win the battle! <laughs> Drowned in this, in this sea of soft toys and kids. And Kenny. And Kenny. <laughs> so, Theo, 1v1, Delibird versus Cabbage. What do you do? And I think you hear maybe Heather's voice from earlier saying, get creative. Who, whose voice? Heather. Oh, I named her. Sorry, the little girl from the church. <laughs> I was going to say, who the hell is Heather? <laughs> who's I just Heather? Said Heather? Is that Hannah? Oh, we can't have another H. We can't have another H. So she could be something else. The girl from the church's voice in your head saying, get creative. Theo is, is perplexed at this moment because Theo is using a, 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 a young rock Pokemon that has yet to learn any of the any of the really amazing rock moves that Kabuto gets to learn. And obviously, in their knowledge, uh, Kabuto using a rock move would be times four effective against this situation. But um, looking around the arena and thinking about what, what can we use in this situation, Theo is, is aware that Rock Blast was used and there is still a great deal of shrapnel lying around the arena. And I think Theo realizes that the rocks are going to be the most effective attack and so theo says to kabuto find the largest piece of rock that you can and aqua jet it right at delibird right so it's sort of using the aqua jet to fight to to throw the rocks essentially yeah, a sort of a rock throw effectively but via aqua jet i love it i love it okay uh let's roll so i've rolled for kabuto and i got a seven Plus two. Great. Okay. Well, this you deal you deal harm to each other as established. Kabuto takes another one harm from the present. Still very much healthy, very much standing. And the real visual image, uh, David, if you'd like to describe this fully, is how these uh, improvised rock blasts absolutely tear through this poor Delibird with the four times type advantage instantly KOing. So I think uh, Kabuto 
immediately leaps behind the largest uh, stalagmite that's coming out of the ground of the of the earth that was thrown up by by uh, by Minior and conjures another aquajet. But this time, instead of sort of propelling it, it's sort of conjured from the mouth and propels this rock straight out of the earth. And what would normally have just been a single blast is shattered into a kind of constellation of of pieces of rock. And in my mind, I'm picturing an Animal Crossing gift box is sort of thrown downwards as a yep. kind of white box with a red ribbon. Uh, a single pebble just pierces right through it, just oh, perfectly, nice. and every other rock flies around like a, a homing missile towards this Delibird and just pelts it. And it is just caught in this sort of meteor shower, blasted by these kind of water feature of uh, aquatic attacks. And this Delibird is just thrown to the ground with no other option but to uh, appear with swells in its eyes. And, that, and with that, the battle is over. Theo turns around triumphantly to Brandy and Kenny, expecting them to be like, Oh my god, amazing, you won the battle! But we haven't seen anything because Kenny is <laughs> punching Brandy with all these children, being like, Give us back our sweets! <laughs> So we did not witness this amazing victory. <laughs> Theo just does like a little anime breath that's kind of like shaped like a spade. Just like a... <sighs> but one person was watching Theo. Oh yeah, okay. A small child. So let's let's name this child. Maybe an androgynous name again. Sort of like a, a Jocelyn. Enya? Pat. Enya. I'll go for Enya. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Enya, Enya had written her name on the bottom of... This, this little picture, this drawing that she had given you. So you were able to surmise her name from that. She's just glued to you. Obviously, there's there's chaos happening on one side of the room with the children swarming over Brandy and Kenny. Hoity Toity returns Delibird, rests lightly on his icy cane, giving a sort of rueful look, having been defeated in his own daycare. But Enya comes up to you and just says, How can I be like you? I, uh, you just have to... You just have to lose a lot of Pokemon battles. Okay, Brandy. Brandy, give me back my sweet. What I was going to say was you have to find people who challenge you, but um, actually I'm kind of done with the challenging <laughs> of these people and um, you just have to study and learn and challenge yourself. I can see from your um, pendant, sort of King's Rock decal, you're clearly a, a member of the church, correct? So Theo goes, that's correct, and then pauses and then goes, or I was, but I still take what they taught me, whatever the path that my life makes me choose. Are you okay? Yes, of course. The church is a noble thing to, to want to, to follow, but realising what you need and pursuing that is is so much more beautiful than, than pursuing what other people tell you to find. Uh, this is this is all something, this is a lot for you to process at this age. Um, just, just study and learn and think for yourself. And Enya furrows her brow for a minute, thinks, I want to end with a question. So I'm going to ask this one. Are you happy? And Theo is taken aback by how a, such a simple question can be so cutting and so poignant. And Theo kneels down to, to make eye contact with Enya and looks her right in the eye and says, I'm satisfied, but I think it will take some time for me to be happy. Okay. I think then loads of kids flood to Enya. Whoa, that was that was someone from the church? Oh, wow, man, that was insane. Oh, I want to be in the church. No, I want to be in the church. Enya's already in the church. They're going to be in the church. Yeah, yeah, I want to be too. Enya, bring me along. I, I mean, listen, I, I don't know. Maybe I speak to my parents. They're in the, um, they're in the church car, so... <laughs> and she's kind of looks a little uncomfortable with all the attention for everyone, but also kind of happy for someone who's obviously quite a quiet child to find a way to connect with people in a way that maybe she hadn't been able to before. But yes, she sort of goes off with the other kids and gives one one last look back at Theo and gives a smile. And Mr. Rhyme approaches. Well, I have to say you did you did perform admirably in that in that battle. Whilst a victory against a simple daycare such as myself should not fill you with too much pride, I do have to doff my hat to you. It was some impressive moves there. The rock blast at the end especially was particularly disarming. Um, I don't know if this is of interest to, to you, but uh, I've heard rumours that uh, a gym leader is here on the train with us for this journey, giving out badges. Thomas perked up. <laughs> Brandy appears literally out of nowhere, just going, oh yeah, we're going to the battle car, we know all about it. I can't wait to go to the battle car. Let's go now. Theo, Kenny? As, as they sort of get to leave the, the car, Kenny sees Magikarp's sort of picked up a, a paintbrush amongst everything and pockets a paintbrush for himself. Moving the goalposts. Theo 
shakes the hand of uh, Hoity Toity and goes, from teacher to teacher, I'm uh, excited to finally show Brandy what I can do. So as uh, as the scene wraps up in the in the daycare centre car, there is a loud ringing on the train-wide tannoy uh, as a voice crackles in over the intercom. Will all passengers please report to their assigned seats and all security detail prepare. Inspection begins. been eight maybe seven episodes since we first decided we were going to go on this train but look we got there in the end you just need you just need to be patient okay you should know this by now about us we don't do things quickly we like to take our time and have an entire episode in a freezer of an udon shop or in a prison cell so i'm quite impressed that it took us seven or eight episodes really Anyway, we've finally kicked off uh, our fabulous train-based arc, which we are calling Steam Eruption. We hope you enjoyed how it started. I'd like to point out, actually, that the battle between Theo and Hoity Toity, the Mr. Rhyme impersonator man, was um, the last time that we're going to battle like that. Again, it wouldn't be us if we didn't change our system, but as you know, we are working on this hack of Monster of the Week cool pocket monster of the week and as such are refining things as we go and uh, from next week onwards you'll see a slightly amended battle system which we think is much better speaking of that hack of monster of the week i'd like to start the thank yous by thanking michael sands the creator of the rpg monster of the week if you want to know more about our pokemon inspired hack of this system please head to our discord where we have Uh, documents that we're working on explaining kind of what we're doing um, which we're constantly adding to and open to advice and feedback from if anyone does do their own one shots following on the thank you theme i'd like to thank as always the wonderful braxton burks and the material collective for the use of their albums jota legends canto symphonies and time and space i'd also like to thank glitch x city please check out their youtube i'd like to thank junichi masuda and satoshi tajiri the creators of Pokemon, of course. We have no association with Game Freak, Nintendo, or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit and fan-made. And of course, I'd like to thank my buddies and yours, Tom, David, and Stu. Please leave us a review on wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps drive people to come and join our wonderful growing family. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and join our Discord. And please share and share alike this this whatever, whatever world we're creating. Finally, Go out there and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words, just be yourself. Let's go first, David. Three, two, one. It's, it's Minio. Minio. That was awful. Do that again. <laughs>